tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. Indianhead.com morning show. Hello, my friends. A little Pearl Jam there. <clears throat> of course, I play that because tickets go on sale this Friday. That's right, they're doing a tour for their new album. I, I think I could say this, since it's kind of out now. Um, yeah, I think, I think I can. Well, fuck it. There's not a lot of people listening to this podcast anyway, although today I'm answering listener questions from people that listen, so, you know, whatever. Um, one of the cool things about my job is that I work a day job at a... Uh, <clears throat> A big printing company, a huge one. And we got big clients like Apple, Pfizer, Johnson Johnson, Revlon, a bunch of other stuff. Uh, but every now and then we get something kind of cool. We've done a lot of uh, uh, printing of uh, anniversary box sets and things, such as uh, I know there's a Hotel California CD box set that came out 50, 50th anniversary. We printed that. And a bunch of other stuff. I don't get to play with that stuff so much. I'm more in the horticulture area. I got to print plant tags and things. But this uh, about a month or two ago, I got aware of a project we were doing, and it was a secret. There was NDAs signed, and uh, we were printing new Pearl Jam album artwork, <laughs> all sorts of stuff, um, and uh, I can't really. I don't think I can go into what it is, but it's stuff for the new album. And I'm like, oh, there's a new album. That's cool. And I saw a track listing. I saw stickers and a bunch of other stuff. Uh, yeah. And I was like, oh, this is kind of cool. And, you know, we can't tell anybody. But hey, every now and then you get to see something kind of cool. Anyway, so I've known this album's coming for a while. And, uh, you know, I work with people who are really big, big Pearl Jam fans. In fact, uh, one of them I went with... Uh, to see them live in Chicago in 2018. And I'm on a, a Ticketmaster ticket lottery for this. I think Thursday I should find out if I if I get in. And then Friday I can buy my tickets. So I, I've said last year I was going to retire from doing concerts. But, you know, when one of my favorite bands comes around, I'm like, yeah, you know, I'll take the shot. Why not? I think last time they, they put on a ticket <clears throat> sale thing, I uh, signed up. And I got in, but uh, I could not refresh the site enough to get to get in live to buy the tickets. I don't know why. I couldn't figure it out. So this year, uh, I've got uh, Friday off from the day job, so I'm going to be able to be there for it. Anyway, long story short, how's everybody doing? I'm all right. I'm getting a lot done. Uh, the last couple of days, I've been working on coloring Star Slam stuff. I got all the confession stuff for the art colored all the way up till say I want to say August or September uh, <clears throat> so I got a I got a letter and word balloon all those and then upload them and then I'll be set till September 
but I'm headed to the home stretch in this story. There's there's a big part coming up that's really going to be huge. A lot of people to draw, and a lot of uh, and it's at a very exotic location. Really, not just a room. I've noticed when I draw the smut, I'm drawing kind of the same stuff over and over. It's like a room with a bed, you know. Inevitably, there's a there's a there's a bed or something that they're having sexual intercourse on. Yeah, it just gets boring. But this time, there's something a little more interesting. So, it'll be great. It'll be fun. No, it's not. A, they're not gonna be fucking in a UFO. It's gonna be something, uh, you know, more in spirit with the story. Maybe I'll do a UFO porn sometime. I don't know why not. You hire me enough, I'll I'll keep drawing it. So I got that sort of caught up, and then uh, I'm I'm well caught up with Pleasant Life, which the Kickstarter should launch possibly today, as I record this, which is Tuesday, February twentieth, or uh, sometime this week for sure. I should hear something. They're supposed to get back with you in three days, and I submitted it, I think, last week on Tuesday, so it's been about a week. But anymore, I think they're so backed up with people submitting, because it's kind of taken off, this Kickstarter thing. They're doing good over there. Uh, so it kind of loads up, and so I, I give it a little extra time. I was hoping to hear about it over the weekend and say, okay, Monday morning, noon, boom, it's going to launch. But uh, I, th- I know I'm going to get an email and then launch it right away. Just to get in and out. It's 20 days quick. You're going to get Pleasant Life issues 2 and 3 digitally or physically. Or you can get all three digitally or physically. Then a five-page story commission. You write it. I draw it. An 8.5 by 11 commission. It's a digital commission. I do draw sometimes on the paper, but I'm submitting the full thing. It will be digital, digital commission. That will be a nice, easy price to get, too. So, yeah, it will be a quick in and out. Get, get the stuff done, not back myself up too much with work. And, yeah, that should be launching hopefully very, very, very soon. Then Star Slam Remastered, I'm doing that right now. I, I, did, I did, I think, three pages yesterday. I traced, traced, traced and redrew three or four new panels, which is kind of neat. It's fun to add on new scenes to these old scenes I've seen, you know, 13, 14 years ago when I drew them. So progress is headed forward. Forward progress, if you will. I got a bunch of listener questions, so I wanted to answer those on today's podcast. Right? So thank you again for listening, for writing in. You can email me your questions, phymns at yahoo.com, or message me on the socials. I'm on there as myself. I don't have that blue check mark, but who's going to steal my identity? Other than someone wanting to steal my bank account. But I've got a couple people here email me some stuff. And they're long questions. So let's get right into it. So I don't know if they want me to say their name. If you do email me, say, yeah, it's cool. You can talk about this on the podcast. And, yeah, say my name. But uh, I'll just call this one Jay. Jay, I love your podcast, he says. Or or she says. Uh, Don't know. Looking forward to the Kickstarter. Thank you. It's coming up. Some questions for your podcast. I love questions for my podcast. Number one, what is your favorite comic book movie? Yeah. Um, I got a top five. And it depends on the style of movie you want. If you say superhero movie, I mean, it's, for me, it's going to be Superman 1978, the Christopher Reeve movie. I know that's a boring answer, but that's the one I grew up with, and that's the one I love the most. It's one of the best scores I love. Uh, I also love Ghost World. Not a lot of people think about that one. 
I love The Crow, the original 1994 The Crow. Not, not a lot of people mention that either. They, they kind of mention the more modern superhero movies, which that's fair. I love X-Men 2. Uh, I loved Infinity War. Uh, 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 is Infinity War? Yeah. Avengers Infinity War and then Endgame. I, I think I liked Infinity War a, War a little bit more. Which rhymed. <laughs> so yeah, there's there's some, some good ones for you. I'm, I'm, not, I'm totally behind on uh, superhero movies and stuff. I haven't kept up and I, I don't have uh, Disney to watch any of the TV shows. The only one I watched of the Marvel shows was She-Hulk, which I loved, but everybody else seemed to hate. And then WandaVision. I liked that one a lot too. I don't think I've watched any other ones. Not that I recall. I haven't watched Loki or anything, anything like that. Just, eh, just don't, don't have time. Don't need them. I'm real excited for the Superman Legacy coming up. And uh, what's the other one that's coming out pretty soon? Oh, uh, Deadpool versus Wolverine or whatever it's going to be called. Sounds exciting. Can't wait. It'll be some fun. Oh, and Fantastic Four, which they announced uh, this past week. I love the Fantastic Four. It's my favorite Marvel comic. And the casting they got is pretty damn good. I'm pretty excited. Fucking Eddie from uh, Stranger Things is going to be Human Torch. I like that kid. He's a good kid. Anyway, let's go back to your questions, Jay. Sorry. Number two, you collect the current Star Trek comics from IDW. I think they're really good. Um, I don't collect the newest, newest ones. Uh, there was one that was coming out as a miniseries. They always do these miniseries. I hate miniseries. Uh, I want an ongoing, you know? When I was a kid, DC Comics would do these ongoing Star Trek things. They would go like 50, 60, 70 issues, and then they'd restart. But uh, they always kind of padded out the universe. Like, uh, there was a second five-year mission of the original Enterprise and all that, and there was these side characters. Like, there was originally a Klingon on the Enterprise. Uh, his name was Konam, and then there was a character named Bearclaw, who was kind of an asshole. And, uh, and, and another girl named Nancy. It was, it was good shit. I loved all that. And Mamres was on it, too. That's the first comics I ever started reading, was those DC Star Trek comics. But anyway, now they do... IDW has the property, and they're doing all these miniseries. They just did a, a one that took place during the, the motion picture era, which I love. Uh, I bought the first issue. I didn't love the art. I didn't love the art. And a lot of times now, a lot of comic artists aren't drawing their backgrounds. It's just characters and a little over-rendered in the painting or the coloring. So I didn't pick up the rest of them. I should have. Maybe I'll find them in a the back issue bin somewhere, but I didn't want to spend $5 a comic to get them. The last current Star Trek comic I've bought was the... There was a 25 issue... I think it was 25 issues of Year 5 of the original series Star Trek. They did a Year 4 a few years ago, and then they did a Year 5, which is excellent. The art on that is absolutely excellent. I wish it would be an ongoing comic, but they stopped at issue 25. I think that was... Kind of what they were contracted to do. Now they do all these side things, like uh, they've they've retooled a new series with like Captain Cisco and Worf and Data, and, and they're all, and I think maybe even Scotty or something, and they're all running on the I think it's the Defiant, uh, running a ship. It's like an ongoing what if kind of thing. And I think there's a Strange New Worlds comics. I think I think there's a, a couple other ones, but I, no, I don't pick any of those up. Uh, so. But I, if anything, original series I will pick up. But they've they've been done to death. I've got them all. Trust me. I've got all the DC, all the Marvel, all the, the Malibu, uh, uh, all those. Yeah, or not Malibu. I think it was. Hmm. I think it was another Marvel. They did like ten issues of stuff, early voyages, and 
uh, uh, damn, the Untold Voyages, and they did a regular series. One half would be Next Generation, the other half would be uh, the original series. Good stuff, if you like Star Trek comics. But, yeah, thanks for asking me that. I'd love to talk some Star Trek. Are you kidding me? Last question from Jay is, how did you start, how and why, sorry, how and why did you start drawing comics? Well, right now I'm doing a series on this podcast called History of Adam. I think I've already uploaded the first part. So there'll be a six parts of that, and that, that'll kind of tell you the how. Uh, so do listen to those. But shortened version was I just, you know, got into reading them and just wanted to draw them because I was drawing as a kid. And why? That's a damn deep question, my friend. Why did I start drawing comics? I think I talked about this in those episodes, but I, I will, I'll talk about it real quick here, is that um, I think I, I wanted to get into film production, and uh, that kind of, I, when I more opened the, the, peel back the onion on that, I was like, wow, you got to ask a lot of people for help, you gotta, you're compromised by this and that, and you, you know, whereas comics, it's all you. And the people that I was reading were a one-man type of band. And I also, again, was born in the ni- or 70s, so I grew up in the 90s, and so there was the big image thing. All those guys were b- bouncing off doing their own thing, and that was an inspiration for me to do that. Like, oh, you could just do it yourself. Real DIY. And a lot of my heroes are real we-do-it-ourselves kind of people. People like Jim Vallant, um, you know, uh, Rob Schraub, uh, Jim Mafood. Um, you know, Evan Dorkin, uh, Rich Kozlowski, uh, Terry Moore, you know, a bunch of other people. I could go on and on and on. Maybe someday I will. But it, when I saw that you could just do it yourself, and whatever you get out of it, you get out of it, that, that's that's kind of why I, I decided to do it. And I, I love doing it. It's one of my favorite things to do. If I have a day off, that's what I do. All right. Thank you again for your questions. Please write back. I hope you like the answers. Now, this one, uh, I've got a three-part email that I, I, I got to need a chain from a person on my Patreon. Speaking of which, I've got a Patreon, patreon.com forward slash Tell. You can join it. At a dollar level, you get vlogs, podcasts. You can support this podcast ad-free. And uh, you get all the safe work stuff that I post up there. For $5 a month, you get all that, plus the uh, Not Safe for Work comic. The, right now, it's the Confessions. But you also get six years of back content. With all these levels, but with with that, you get the night, not safe for work six years worth of content in there, and then uh, I think those are the only two levels I have now. I used to have a twenty dollar level, which you can get a commission and stuff, but I took that away because I was always busy. There was only two people supporting it anyway, which you know I appreciate the money, but after a while, it's like, dude, you give me enough, <laughs> it's, it's, we're good, and they're there all the time, which I appreciate. But yeah. So let's let's do this uh, again. I don't know if they want my their name out there, but they they go under the name Alpha. So I'll say this: Hey there, Adam. A couple items I didn't want to throw out there on your Patreon school, but had to wanted to share with you. Well, anytime anybody can email me anytime. Number one, I've been a silent but consistent listener of your podcast for a long time, and I've recently joined your Patreon group. I admire your honesty and transparency in living and sharing. Huzzah! Well, thank you. I, I love that people listen. You know, I always think, like, who's going to listen to this? Just me in a, in a microphone, you know? But the numbers are there. And I get messages from people that listen. And I, I you know, I, I freaking appreciate it. There's literally billions of podcasts out there to listen to. And, you know, me, I, I'm not trying to be anything more than what I just am. I'm just a dude sharing my life. And that's what I do. And this is sort of a, 
a free thing to, to listen to and get into and be like, well, you know, he's going through stuff, I'm going through stuff, and he's just like me. It's And, and that's where I've kind of found my strength, you know. Uh, number two, I don't think that I'm alone in wanting to throw more financial support your way, but how do I do that? <laughs> oh, man, if more people thought like you, my friend. Uh, and he, he's already supporting the the, the Patreon. And I and also this, this, this bloke here, after this initial email, I saw that he went through and bought a bunch of my books on Gumroad. So uh, that's the way to do it. And also support the Kickstarters. Just keep listening to this. Kickstarters, if you want the Patreon, that's up to you. Um, I don't really have a tip jar or anything online, or if, you, you know, whenever I release something, just keep an eye out. I'm, I'm pretty loud about everything I do, so uh, pay attention to my socials. I'm on Twitter, I'm on the Facebook, I'm on Instagram, and my email's always open, and I got this podcast, and I got the Patreon, so those, those are the ways to, to look at me. And my digital stuff, you can find it at Gumroad, and you can find them on Drive Through Comics if you search for Adam Talley or P. Hims or pleasant life or something like that i think you have to be a member to sign in to see my not safe for work stuff but there you go uh let's see the question goes on to say is there any membership where i can increase my monthly patreon contribution without having to wade through the not safe for work content love the updates and podcasts and frequency in which you post i haven't read star slam previously but look forward to your next offering in that collection i'm relatively new to patreon so maybe there's a way to increase my contribution at the current tier yeah this person uh goes at the dollar level i think you can put more on there but still just subscribe to that level i think i have a couple people on my patreon that that pay i don't know five dollars at the dollar level but they don't ever want the other stuff so and i appreciate that that's cool but you know dollar a month is fine by me too i want people to read my books more than anything so if you are there for the kickstarters or you, you buy books digitally like you did already that's the way to do it thank you I appreciate that. goes on to say, uh, where's your digital storefront? You've got so much material. Oh, I do. 30 years worth, my friend. But I don't know where to buy it. For reference, and I may be an exception here, I prefer digital material to print it. At this point in my life, I'm not looking to fill up more space. And given mobile electronics, I can literally read any digital comic on iPad anywhere at any time. I love to read the Pleasant Life story in digital format. And again, this person did go through and buy six books. I won't tell you which ones. That's his business. <laughs> but he did buy a bunch of the books, and I, I appreciate that. But yeah, so obviously after this, he sent this, he found my stuff on Gumroad. Uh, and that, that's probably the best way to do it, is the Gumroad account. And, and like I said, drive through comics is another way to do it. I need to be better at, at, a, at a, a storefront. Uh, I keep saying I'm going to launch a, uh, a, a an eBay store, where I'm going to have original art and then copies of the books up there and then just random stuff from my collection that I want to get rid of but I just have not done that yet I gotta sit down and get that done I took some photos of some art that I have laying around that I want to sell but I have not put it up so I gotta get better about that okay next email I got from same person Alpha uh, I sent after I saw that they bought the stuff I you know wrote back and I, I sent them a link to the download of Pleasant Life number one because he bought Pleasant Life the big, the old 500 page one and I had to explain, look, you know, I, I drew that 20 years ago. Please don't be scared away by my old art. Here's the new one. Here's the new series. If you like it, come join the Kickstarter for the new one, right? So I sent him a link, which I do for people. I hook people up. If they come back and keep getting stuff, I, I hook them up. I send our, I, when I see the same uh, people on Kickstarter stuff, I, I toss free stuff in there, man. I, I throw art in there. 
Because, like I said, I, I get one reader. I feel like I'm John Grisham, you know? Anyway, uh, go, he, second email, he goes, Thank you for the generous gift. I found my way to the Gumroad site from a link to your original Idiot Head site, and I picked up some of your publications. I read uh, Star Slam 1 through 4 last night, and I started the, the 472-page Pleasant Life publication today. Uh, does the link that you shared take place afterwards? I know he's probably talking about the Pleasant Life link that I sent. Yeah, that takes place after the original series. Although, you don't have to have read the original series to, to get the new series. You can jump in right now. But uh, the old stuff is there, and you can check it out. And hopefully, you can see how much I've matured, right? Uh, goes on to say, you mentioned in the books and podcast how long ago you started Pleasant Life and Star Slam, and to be honest with you, the differences in art and storytelling are very much part of the charm of reading these books. Oh man, I wish more people thought like you, my friend. As a reader, it's an opportunity to travel with you on a journey of growth and maturity. There's a noticeable change between books two and three, and it was enjoyable for me to be a part of that. Oh yeah, I, thank you. You get it, man. You, If more people got it like you, most people look at the first book... And they're eh, that's okay. And I think I even told you this in a reply that uh, I've seen the sales of Star Slam Book 1 are way higher than any other book I've done. Digitally, anyway. And uh, they don't come back and get issue 2. And because that, the, the art, because the art's 13, 14 years old, my coloring wasn't as good back then, plus it's also horizontal. So if anybody buys them digital, it's kind of a pain for their uh, their iPad you know, it's constantly going to be flipping, number one, or they got to pinch and zoom to read it. It's kind of a pain, and that's why I decided to do the current remaster I'm doing and doing it vertical. Because, again, Star Slam started as a webcomic, right? Now, that's not to say I'm going to George Lucas the thing and say, only this edition exists. The original version is always going to be out there. I'm going to keep it out there. I'm not going to have it in print, but it'll be available digitally if you guys want to see the original version of it. But uh, I'll remaster them all, I think. But especially the first one, it needs the most work. So I'm basically just redrawing it. But yeah, I wish more people thought like you. I, and to me, I'm the same way. I love to see people's uh, uh, evolution. Like right now, I've, I've been trying to collect the earliest Jim Lee and Todd McFarlane work. And I've got some really old gems of Todd McFarlane stuff. And you look at it and you're like, man, this looks nothing like what he went on to. But then... You know, you start to see the evolution. Like, I've got issues of G.I. Joe he did. Um, an old book called Coyote. Uh, DC Infinity. A bunch of other stuff. And, you know, this is, this is Toddy. You know, and I love Tom McFarlane's art. Are you kidding me? It's, I like to see the evolution, too. And it's it's neat to see when people improve. Like, oh, wow, they're... they're they totally changed up their game. Look, I'm proud of them. You know, that's that's always nice. And I'm, I wish more people thought like you. That you seem like you're a hardcore comic reader, so that's probably why you dig that part. So I'm the same way. Goes on to say, I think it's great that you're tackling the first issue of Star Slam and formatting it to fit the standard book format. Adding artwork to flesh out the story is great, but I would not recommend recoloring the entire work. That may be very well a personal preference for me, but ultimately you know your audience. Yeah, um, I really... This this decision to do this Star Slam thing has literally taken me years. Because, first of all, I'm like, I'm a purist. I, I, do I really want to do this? Do I, do I really want to, uh, you know... Because then people will be like, well, why why did you change it? And then, and then, and then, I like the original version. Then I thought, well, there's not a lot of people that have read it. And if anybody's mad, they've already got it, right? 
and the original version is always going to be available digitally. But I don't want to reprint the old stuff because it's old. But I want people to read Star Slam because I think it's one of my better things. And it really kind of took off. I thought, I threw it up on Kickstarter like nothing. Like I thought, well, this is the thing. I'll throw it out there and I'll make $300 and I'll be done. And it made it a couple grand, right? So, and then the next one made more. And the next one made more. So, and it's probably got the most fans of anything I've done. So, uh, yeah, I just feel like I wanted to treat it better. And maybe I'll even get more readers. Not only is it a fuck book, but it's also a uh, an allegory for female sexuality, right? And it's a uh, it's a commentary on life, as well as sort of a parody comedy kind of thing. But yeah, the new book I'm staying very very faithful to the old art. As probably you can see on my socials, I've been sharing some stuff and on the Patreon as well that I'm literally taking the old pages and I'm moving them around and then tracing over my old stuff. So I don't change angles too much. I might change hair, I might redraw some things, make it look a little more, more modern. But I stick with the same buildings, I stick with the same stuff, same designs. Colors I'll change here and there. But uh, coloring, uh, I'm not good at coloring. You know, I'm, I'm really trying my best. Uh, issues, the books number three and four were colored by someone else, and they're way better. But even those, and I'm going to touch up. I'm not going to recolor them but I'm going to touch them up here and there where there's some stuff that I wasn't a massive fan of that I'll redo. But for the most part, it's that's none of that's going to change. So just these first couple books will probably see an upgrade, you know, especially to match books three and four. And then the stuff that will be coming in five and six. There will be new Star Slam stuff after all this. Or maybe during this. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see what, how busy I am, man. I don't know. Whatever you guys want, I will do. Uh, but yeah, thank you for at least appreciating that old co coloring. Uh, my coloring has not been very good. It's it's what I call out of the tube. Like my red is red, blue is blue, uh, yellow is yellow. You know all those. And I needed to be a little bit better in my color choices and, for, and color wheel and, and and all that. So it's something I've always been working on. So, but but thank you. For your upcoming Kickstarter effort, digital will be an option that you offer? Yes, there's always a digital option, for sure. Thank you again for the gift, blah, blah, blah. Okay, third part, Alpha. Let's do this. Hello there, Adam. Appreciate the conversation and the time you've taken in answering the long list of questions I post. Feel free to use what I have, what you and I have had to have discussed. Uh, that I think I asked him if I could ask, use these comments on, uh, on my podcast, so there you go. An aspect of your podcast that I've very much enjoyed is your account of the processes and tools that you've used historically and how you've adapted over time. I find the process that artists use to create their material fascinating, and I enjoy hearing more about how you do what you do. Admittedly, my interests might not be aligned with your core audience, but I did want to mention that. Keep on keeping on. And again, thank you so much for all the, all the talk, and hit me anytime. Uh, but as far as my process goes... I'm still a, a pencil and pen to ink, to paper type of dude. I draw on Bristol board, smooth Bristol board, two ply or three ply. And uh, I used to draw on 11 by 17 exclusively. And then for the last I don't know, five, six years, I moved down to eight and a half by 11 just to make it kind of quicker, especially for the Patreon stuff. But then lately, especially with new Pleasant Life stuff, I've been moving back to 11 by 17. 
because I wanted to really put a lot of stuff in the backgrounds and, and really draw the fuck out of it. So, uh, and then I, I, I scan it all, take it into Photoshop, I clean it up digitally, redraw my borders, make sure my uh, all my lines are straight, and like, because sometimes my ruler uh, fucks up. And also, I, I've noticed, a few years ago I noticed I had this problem, is that I, for some reason I tend to angle my faces and my heads to the upper right. And so one of the things I do now, if I didn't, take the time to do this while I was drawing it I try to flip the page upside down to make sure that I've got the the head right but I will take it and I literally will flip it horizontally and I'll go in there and I'll distort the heads down to make it make sure it works and then flip it back and then make two layers I'll, I'll multiply and put my line art on top and then a blank thing underneath and I will save it in the cloud in the mystical cloud then I will uh, download it onto my iPad. I've got an iPad Pro. And I will color that way. I will drop my flats in. And then I will go in there and uh, add shadows and highlights. And I save it. And I bring it back to the desktop. And I touch it up a little bit more. Do some things on that that I couldn't do on the iPad. And then finally, it's done. Save it as a TIFF. And then I take it into InDesign. That's where I draw the word balloons. Type the word balloons. And there's probably a more modern or easier way to do that, but that's the way I know, and it's it serves me. It's fine. Uh, and I use InDesign a lot during my day job, so I'm pretty familiar with the program, all, my, all the tricks that I need. Uh, so then I, I do the word balloons there, and then I save it as a PDF, and then it is finished. That's one page. That whole process um, probably takes me a whole day to do one page, maybe. Uh, but I'll do them in chunks. I'll do pencil, pencil five pages one day, ink a bunch the next couple days, color a couple the next couple days, then little word balloon. I try to do all the word balloons in one shot if I can, because it keeps my head space in it. And then uh, do the post production stuff by doing the. Uh, uh, putting all the PDFs together in one big file, making the digital file, or getting them all together in a folder to send to the printer. And I, I print through two different places, Kablam and a place called uh, Greco Printing, otherwise known as Comics Wellspring. They do my stuff, and they they're, they they let me print my smut, which is nice, because most printer companies do not let you print not-safe-for-work content. So, and then other than that, I post my stuff up digitally, on Gumroad and uh, drive through comics, and if it's a Patreon stuff, I upload it to the Patreon. And ultimately, at the end of uh, a project on the Patreon, I'll collect them and put out a, a physical book and a digital book collecting that that material. So that is the whole process. Now, if you want to get into the writing, that's probably a whole podcast in itself. But there's a couple things I do. Pleasant Life is pretty easy for me to write because I, I take experiences from my life or people that I know and write about them, or them, or me, and stuff that happens, stuff that could happen to me, stuff that did happen to me, and I'll make it, you know, I won't be so on the nose about it, like, oh, this is, you know, specifically the thing that happened. Uh, sometimes I do, like, my mother died, I put that in the book, but I didn't do exactly word for word how it happened, but pretty much that's how it was. 
uh, and stuff coming up in the new Pleasant Life will be very much what happened too. But I also embellish a little bit, like something happens to one of the major characters coming up here, and uh, a little more extreme than what I went through. But yeah, same kind of vibe, same kind of thing, same kind of journey that this character goes through. So Pleasant Life is a little easier for me. Plus, there's there's A, B, B, and C stories there. There's there's Lucas stuff. There's Morton stuff, and there's side character stuff easy for me to do just intercut between all of them and, and try to figure out how to pace it out as a story in a 22 page comic that's the easy part for me I've never had a problem with that kind of stuff and I, I usually sit on ideas for so long that I, I literally let them gestate in my head when I've kind of rushed it I noticed that the story isn't so good like I think I rushed uh, say in my comic and Apocalypse there's some stuff in there that's like oh, does that really make sense why did I do that or why does this character pop out of nowhere and that kind of thing um, I found that if I sit back on stuff for a while I'll even just it'll pop in my head one day like if I have a problem with something I'm like I don't know how they're going to solve that I'll just sit on it one day I'll be either dreaming about it or thinking about it and then boom it'll just pop in my head like dude there's the, there's the answer oh yeah perfect I recently had a thing a while back where I, I was doing this Mad Magazine comic style thing, but I, I don't have a title for it. And I haven't been hot about a title for a couple of years now. And the other day, I just, it just popped in my head. Like, blah, blah, blah. Here's the title. And I'm like, dude, that's the perfect fucking title. Why didn't I just think of that right away? It's so simple. So it happens. It happens. But I've learned to trust my process. As far as the smut... Uh, one of my main things that I do is I look up a lot of reference material, you know. Uh, I try to find interesting angles that I haven't drawn yet because, I mean, there's always so many ways you could draw the human body, uh, you know, in those types of poses. Uh, I will go through photos. Mostly I try to stay away from pornography type of, like, like a proper porn star type of pictures. I'll find, try, try to find more, like, homemade type of stuff. And sometimes I'll come across a photo, and I'll look at it, and I'll go, wow, look at these people, or this person. What are they doing? How did they get here? How did they get to this part? What's their story? How did they get to this? What's going on? You know, for, for me, I used to love reading penthouse letters. For me, the buildup was always more exciting than the actual doing it. And the description of the people writing and doing it is it, kind of gross. <laughs> you know, the way they're describing what they do and what this person did to me and blah, blah, blah. I love the setup. And I like it to make a little sense. It's always like, I never thought this would happen to me, but it did. And here's this. Uh, my neighbors fucked my brains out or something. And it's like, that, that doesn't happen. Come on, let's, let's make it a little more realistic. <clears throat> so why not... Uh, <coughs> Excuse me. Why not a, a couple that goes to a uh, uh, find a glory hole, and the dude encourages his chick to go for it? You know, that, that kind of stuff. I try to make it make uh, more plausible sense. A lot of comics that I've seen that are in the not safe for work realm are more farcical, just stupid to me. They're just all hyper-sexualized, and yeah, that's, I get that, and that, it's got its place for, for me, I like a little dose of reality in there, not to say that Star Slam being a superhero book is some reality, but I really try to keep it, uh, make it make sense, like when the superhero fights happen, there's blood, there's bones broken, there's guts, 
there's real stakes and when people do it they there's real relationships going on there like uh, star slam falls in love with goddess tira right there's a, it's a it's a bisexual uh, love story she isn't in love with anyone else except for tara so it's a lesbian love story you know uh and a lot of the couples that are there don't cheat on each other. They're, they're pretty exclusive. You know, I try to keep all that stuff to make sense. So that's that's kind of how I write. And I, I sometimes will write out a full... Uh, I usually do outlines. I do outlines. I, I used to write full scripts. I don't do that so much anymore. What I like to do is just live in the scene. I'll come up with a... a okay, this happens, this happens, this happens, and this happens. That's the story. Boom. Then I'll draw it. And I'll think, okay, well, this scene takes place in a diner. I'll look up other comics and movies and things that take place in the diner. This is how they laid it out. This is how it looks. I need to make it look at least as interesting as that. And then I'll, I'll draw the pages. And I'll ha as I'm drawing, I kind of have my head in the scene. Like, what are they talking about? Okay, maybe this person is probably going to say something. Then this person's going to... we got to cut to this person saying something. Then we got to cut back to this person saying something. Maybe there's someone in the background doing this or that. And I, I just kind of pace it back and forth like that. Because I draw a lot of talking heads. Which is one of my favorite things to draw. I know it's boring, but that's what I love to do. Uh, and then sometimes I'll, I'll have a line that I'll pop in my head as I'm drawing the scene. And I'll write it on the margin. Like, here's a line. Here's something I'll say. Here's the line that's in my head. This is the, the face that they're making when they say that line. And then I will uh, remember that when I go to letter it eventually. Because by now I've, I've lived in that scene, I've colored it, I've inked it, I've penciled it. Now I know exactly what I need to say. And I've never been a loss for what what to say, right? Every scene is like, okay, these two characters are getting together, they're talking, but the point is that they're getting, this person wants to talk about this thing they're going through. Here it is. Or the point of the scene is for them to get to this goal here, you know. So i got to get to that. And also every story's got to be... Um, you know, you put your characters up in a tree, you throw rocks at them, you get them back down again. Or you don't get them back down again, and the people around them learn the lesson, right? So that's that's how I write. So hopefully uh, that gives you enough of the process, you know. And I will say, now that I've got the iPad and I've been redoing Star Slam 1 in Procreate and then taking it into Photoshop and coloring it, I've kind of been changing up my process a little bit. I don't think I'm going to go full digital. Uh, I love drawing Pleasant Life on 11 by 17. I love the feel of pencil and ink on paper. And I use Micron pens to ink. I use Sharpies to ink. Uh, I'm not a brush guy. I also use these Kirataki pens. It's got kind of a brush end, which I like those. Um, and uh, I'll never get rid of uh, traditional paper on pe pencil and paper. That's. I'm too old to learn anything else, but right now I'm enjoying learning how to do the iPad. I'm branching out with the coloring and stuff. I think you've seen the new colors that I've been posting. Hopefully you guys dig them, dig them, dig them, and there you go. So, wow, lots of talking. <laughs> you guys get more of this in-depth process stuff. Uh, with the history thing coming up, because I'm going to be going into each one of my projects and eras in my history really in depth, telling everything and talking about my old books and whatnot. But again, thank you, Alpha. Thank you, Jay, for writing that stuff. And I appreciate 
the stuff to talk about. So, uh, if anybody ever wants to write me a question or wants me to talk about something, always, my door is open. Email me, phymns at yahoo.com. I will answer your stuff right here live on the podcast. Get famous. But also let me know that I can say your name or not, whatever, when I can uh, talk to you, talk about you on the podcast. So, my friends, this comes to the end. Let me check my email one last time to make sure that I didn't get an email from Kickstarter as I'm live here on the air. On the air. Nope, no email yet. It's 11 o'clock. They got all day. They got all day. They can get back with me. I hate waiting for other people. You know what I mean? Anyway, you should, you're waiting for me to end this podcast. You guys go about your day. I hope you guys have a great week. Peace and love to all of you. Thanks for listening. Take care.